Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1446, Five Surefire Ways to Stop Losing It With Your Kids, by Adina Sokloff of ParentingSimply.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Optimal Relationships Daily. I'm your host, Greg Audino, and today we're going to talk about parenting skills and sharpening the relationships that we have with our children. I'm going to be reading from Adina Sokloff of ParentingSimply.com who has amazing insight ready for us, as always. So, without further ado, let's give her work the floor, jump into this article, and start optimizing your life. Five Surefire Ways to Stop Losing It with Your Kids by Adina Sokloff of ParentingSimply.com Every parent messes up. We say things we don't mean. We yell at our kids because we're tired. We sometimes blame our children for things that they never did. We may accuse our children of behaving badly when that was never their intention. We act in a way that we swore we would never act. We all have lost it with our kids, and then we feel horrible afterwards. We vow to change, but find ourselves at a loss on how to transform our behavior. So here are five foolproof ways to help us stop losing it with our kids. Number one, learn new ways to talk to your children. In my class, I teach parents innovative and practical ways to talk to their children. As kids, many of us were yelled at, accused, blamed, and subjected to sarcastic remarks. We promised ourselves we would do it differently, yet we find ourselves speaking to our children in the same way. The problem is that we don't know any other way. We're stuck in a negative communication cycle. There are simple techniques and skills that we can use to change our communication patterns. If you feel like you're always losing it, Take a parenting class so that you can improve your ability to communicate effectively with your child. Number two, get rid of negative self-talk. The way you talk to yourself drives your mood. Cognitive behavioral therapists have found that altering your self-talk from negative to positive transforms your frame of mind in a powerful way. In the past, when my house was a mess, I found myself thinking, I'm inadequate. I don't have it together. I'm a failure as a woman. What would my grandmother say if she could see me now? It's pretty harsh. That's negative self-talk. It breeds frustration, anger, and resentment. No one was safe around me. Now, I'll say, the house is very messy. I like it being neat. When the kids get to bed, I'll take some time to clean this up. It'll be clean before I know it. Positive, neutral self-talk is calming, and it will motivate you to think of solutions. So here are some more examples. Instead of negative self-talk, my kids are not listening, I'm a horrible mother, Say, I'm a good mother most of the time. 
they will listen to me if I get down to their eye level and touch them gently to get their attention. Instead of negative self-talk, I can't handle this, these kids are driving me crazy, I'm going to go off the deep end, say, I can handle this, I can stay calm, I can manage this, the kids are having meltdowns, meltdowns do not last forever, it'll be over before I know it. Number three, find your triggers. We often lose it because we're tired and worn out. Sometimes we yell because we have too much on our plate. We could have a ton of stuff to do and our child will be dawdling while getting into the car. Everyone has their own personal triggers. Mother-in-law coming for a visit, hosting a PTA meeting, siblings fighting, dress not fitting, or a burnt dinner, etc. Once you figure out what sets you off, you can start looking for creative ways to manage or avoid your triggers. Messy kitchens are one of my biggest triggers. I can't think straight when I see clutter. I make sure to keep my kitchen organized and uncluttered so that cleanup is easy and manageable. I spend 10 to 15 minutes in the morning and more in the evening straightening up just to help me keep my cool. One friend who's a teacher confided, quote, I spend time with all my students all day long and I think, what kind of parents do these kids have that they behave so badly? Then I'd come home and I'd see my kids doing the same things. I felt like a loser. That was my trigger. I would yell at my kids to stop acting like my students. I realized I had to stop judging everyone around me and accept my students and my kids for who they are. I stopped getting so angry. End quote. Number four, alert your children to your mood. Let your kids know when your patience is tried and when you have a short fuse. I'll say, guys, my patience is really small right now. I need cooperation and all the help and energy you can muster to get this table set, homework cleaned up, and dinner on the table. One mom I know would warn her children, I'm in the red zone. The kids knew that their mom needed space and that they had to hop to their chores without complaining. She related to me that, quote, Once I was able to give my children a way to read my moods, they became more respectful of my feelings. In turn, I became more aware of what they needed when they were in their own red zones. When I gave myself permission to talk about my moods with my children, we started working as a team. I wasn't in the red zone as often as I used to be. End quote. Number five, don't be afraid to say sorry to your kids. If we do lose it with our kids, don't get bogged down by self-recriminations. As soon as possible, we should try to make amends. We can turn a potentially harmful situation into a teaching moment by apologizing to our children. When we say we're sorry to our children, we are role modeling for them what to do when they mess up and hurt someone's feelings. We're showing them that everyone is human, we all slip up, and that a heartfelt I'm sorry is a great way to correct the blunders that we make. Children who have parents who are not scared to say that they're sorry will be less fearful of making mistakes. They will have effective ways of managing their social gaffes, making them more confident and responsible in all of life's situations. If you have a hard time saying you're sorry to your kids, here are some examples of what you can say. I'm sorry I yelled before. I was tired and seeing the mess set me off. I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. I overreacted before. When it gets really busy and noisy here, I sometimes say things that I shouldn't. Everyone always asks me if I lose it or if I yell at my kids. Sure I do. I'm a parent educator. I'm not an angel. Learning new ways to communicate with my children getting rid of negative self-talk, recognizing my triggers, and alerting children to my moods are all skills that I use to help me so that I lose it a lot less often than I used to. 
You just listened to the post titled, Five Surefire Ways to Stop Losing It with Your Kids, by Adina Sokloff of ParentingSimply.com. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. And a really helpful post from Adina today, which we thank her for. And one thing that I think everyone can take from this, parent or not, is her commentary on positive self-talk. Now, I'm not talking about just positive self-talk in general, but the way she's approached it specifically. Notice that in her examples, there's no delusion, nor is there any avoidance. What she's saying is either evidence-based and truthful, or entertains possibilities that aren't just soothing lies, but actual possibilities. This is really how we want to tackle positive self-talk, or positivity in general. It's more just neutral talk, right? Making space for positive opportunity as much as we are negative opportunity. And the gripe that many people have with positivity, including myself, is when it's issued blindly, pretending that there is no problem or struggle at hand. But if we are struggling with something, it's much more helpful and legitimate to consider both sides of the equation and build resilience in facing that space in between. All right, everyone, that's going to do it for today. Thank you so much for listening this Friday, and I do hope you have a fun, safe night ahead of you. Be sure to come on back tomorrow for a Q&A episode. And I'll see you there, where your optimal life awaits.